on the seventh month, halfway through the year. Glory to God. Time's moving so fast, the rapture's going to be here. Boy, none of you woke up yet? Come on. There's a lot of things to enjoy on earth, but I tell you what, I would forfeit them all for just being part of that rapture, being part of the Enoch generation, the ones that just big lift off. Glory to God. Well, happy fourth on the uh, Tuesday, right? Amen. Okay. Uh, nugget for this morning. Focus on what you want. Focus on what you want. Or settle for what you get. And uh, you'll see how this will dovetail with this morning's uh, message. And I don't usually give the message's name out right away, but here it is. Freedom's Declaration. Freedom's Declaration. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord, that there are great and mighty things, Father God, that are taking place not only in our individual lives, but, Father God, we thank you, Lord, that great things are taking place in our country, Father God, that we, Father God, will return, Father God, to the standards, Father God, to which you've created this country. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So I'm going to read a lot of this because uh, that's how I got it. <laughs> okay. This holiday is about so much more than hot dogs, cookouts and swimming, and fireworks. The 4th of July is about a country founded, rooted, and established on Christian principles. And keeping with that tradition, we're going to be looking at a few of our founding fathers' words. So let's hear what they say. Patrick Henry. It cannot be emphasized too strongly or too often that this great nation was founded not by religionists, but by Christians, not on religion, but on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Again, that was Patrick Henry. He also is known for give me liberty or give me death. You know, we know that more than what he just said. President George Washington, in his farewell address to the nation, do not let anyone claim tribute of American patriotism if they have even attempted to remove religion from politics. Wow. Religion and politics. Well, there's supposed to be a separation of states there. That's what they're telling us, but that's not what our founding president said. How about John Adams? We have no government armed with, with power capable of contending with human passion and bridled by morality and religion. Our Constitution was made for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. John Adams. In other words, our government would, would only be sustained with men and women of godly integrity. And uh, I won't pass anything else on that one. 
So we see uh, that our founding father's allegiance to this country and to the Lord Jesus Christ are inner-tied and interwoven. This is our nation's foundation. Okay. Our forefathers were patriots and made bold declarations. They pledged their allegiance, their life, and their allegiance to this country. They paid a high price to declare independence. They had to win it by force. The task was especially difficult for a portion of the colonies were loyalists, what we call, if you remember reading history, they were called Tories. Tories in, in, in the colonies wanted to stay with Britain and support the king. This problem meant the victory of, in the Revolutionary War depended only on patriots. Are we have any patriots here this morning? Glory to God. Let me give you some statistics of the Civil, uh, Revolutionary War. 7,200 Americans were killed in battles during the war. 7,200 Americans were killed. Another 8,200 were wounded. There were 10,000 that died from diseases and exposures. And 3, 000, some 3,000 of those died at Valley Forge, that terrible winter. In addition, 6,500 died in prison after being captured. And there were 1,400 that were listed as missing in action. So what of the 56 men who signed the Declaration of Independence? It is one thing to make a bold declaration at uh, a town hall meeting, but it's quite another to pay the price and to fulfill their conviction of that declaration. So we're going to look at some of these men. Of the 56 men, five were captured by the British, tortured, and died. Twelve had their homes ransacked and burned. Two lost their sons in the war. Two other of their sons were captured. Nine of the 56 that fought died from their wounds. Uh, Carter Braxton of Virginia. A wealthy man sold his home and properties to pay our debts. He died in poverty. There was other ones that did it too. Thomas Nelson became, uh, Thomas Nelson home became the headquarters of the British General Cornwallis. When Nelson found this out, he ordered George Washington to open fire and destroy his home. Nelson also died in bankruptcy and poverty. John Hart was driven from the side of his dying wife. He was see he would never see or hear from his family again. He died from exhaustion. These patriots gave their fortune, their lives for this nation and for the principal foundation that established this nation, the Christian Judeo values and beliefs. The American patriots made a bold declaration they paid a high price. They reaped a great reward, freedom, a new nation, a new country with a bright future, 
where every man and woman would be free and have something to say about how they were to be governed. Although many of the signers of the Declaration of Independence paid a high price, others reaped great rewards afterwards. Two of the signers became president. Ten became con congressmen. Nineteen became judges. Sixteen became governors. And dozens of others held high positions in political offices. Today, we are, too, in a war. This war is being waged against the Christian Judeo Foundation that our heritage has, has given us. When an immoral society that has blatantly, proudly hates and violates all of God's commandments, there is one last virtue that they insist upon. Listen to this. Tolerance. Tolerance. You gotta have everybody have said you gotta have tolerance for this. They say tolerance for their immorality. You gotta well, you know what's going there. This is war this is a war against God, prayer, the word of God, his commandments, and believing Christians. These foundations are being totally rejected, mocked threatened and vilified by those who wish to subvert and destroy this country. They call it progressive, progressivism. It's not what you want. We, today, need to make a bold declaration as the patriots of old. We as Christians in this great land of ours need to make these same type of declarations. I hope you realize that there is a commitment. There needs to be made a commitment. But know that there's going to be, it's going to cost you a high price, just as our forefathers had. This is a war. We can no longer live for ourselves and for things of the world. But rather, we need to seek God. Seek God's will for our lives. Seek to do what pleases Him. Far above the, what pleases us. Declaring that God must come first. So turn with me to our first scripture this morning. We'll go all the way back to the book of Joshua, and find the 24th chapter. Many will already have it highlighted. This is what Joshua said. Joshua chapter 24. We'll start with verse 14 and continue to verse 15. That's Joshua chapter 24, beginning verse 14. Now therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt 
and serve ye the Lord. And if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose this day whom ye shall serve, where the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That has to be your declaration. That has to be our declaration. That has to be the, the Christian's declaration. The believers, I'll put it this way. Believers' declaration. We will serve the Lord. You want to take another one? And the people answered, verse 16, and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. Of course, we knew what happened. History is filled with failure. We cannot fail. Verse 17, she's giving me some hints here. For the Lord our God, He it is that brought us up and our fathers out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, and which He did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in the way where within we went. And among all the people through whom we pass. So glory to God. There are great and mighty things taking place. We need to pledge our allegiance, our devotion, our loyalty, our dedication, our commitment, and life to God. Wow. So where does that take us? It'll take us to the New Testament. And find the book of Galatians, chapter 2. Galatians, chapter 2. This is a declaration that we all need to make. And serve. Galatians, chapter 2, looking at verse 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. But Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. We're not going to frustrate the grace of God. We have made a declaration. We will make a declaration. A bold declaration for, for this country and for ourselves. The battlefield's before us today. We need to take our stand and stop the enemy dead in his tracks. And you can only do that with, with your confession and boldly Speaking out the truth. We need to fight the good fight of faith. Walking in the authority that's been given unto us. Removing and pushing the enemy back out of our lives and out of our country. You'll say, well, that's wrong. You don't have heart. I have a heart for my country. I have a loyalty to the Lord Jesus Christ. Our fight is going to be a tough fight. Because some Christians 
are unconcerned about the outcome of this war. They don't care what's going on. Well, you know, as long as I'm getting my thing, we all know them. They are indifferent. They certainly love their benefits, but they will not join in the fight. They are simply on the sidelines, bystanders. We're called in the army. In the army, there's no bystanders. You've been given a weapon to fight with. You've been given orders, and you march with them. An unswerving allegiance is no secret. If you're a Christian, people should know this. So, let us now turn to the book of Luke, chapter 9. That's Luke chapter 9. Does your allegiance go this far? Luke chapter 9, look, beginning with verse 23. Jesus is speaking, and he said unto all, to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, and take up the cross, Daily and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever shall lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. Wow. Verse 25. For what is a man for what is a man's advantage? If he gain the whole world and lose himself or be a castaway. For whosoever shall be ashamed of me. And my words, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he shall come in his own glory and his Father and to the holy angels. But I tell you of a truth, there be some standing here which shall not taste of death till they see the kingdom of God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. You... Or, or, pardon, pardon me. Are you not in the selective services, armed services of God? Selective armed services of God. God's army. Are you not trained to be an overcomer? A leader. A soldier of the cross. Victorious in battle. A mighty warrior. That sings the praises of God. We got a banner to hold up. We have a standard to go forth. Okay. Let's look at some of the things. 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. Going to 2 Corinthians. We need to know these things. We need to shout them out loud. They're not going to like it. The people on the outside are not going to like you. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Looking at verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become anew. Glory to God. Old things are passed away. 
We are a new creature in Christ Jesus. Forget about your past. We're moving forward. You've been delegated as a ranger. Go out there and do the job that you're called to do. Don't be ashamed of it. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Dropping back to verse 7. It says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. So quit looking at the things that surround you. See what God's word says. We call those things that be not as though they were. Romans 4, 17. We need to go out there and use that word. Defy the enemy. Be as David did. Step out. There is no giant out there. He just appears that way. He's a big blowhard. (laughs) He thinks he's a big bad wolf. He can huff and puff, but he has to lay down. Hebrews 11 tells us, Hebrews 11 tells us, in verse 6, But without faith it is impossible to please him. That means God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We've read through a, a book every service of what our, our, our forefathers did. They prayed and saw miracles t- take place. Amen. They consecrated themselves. They set aside. They said, We're going into battle. We need to pray. We need to fast. We need to speak forth and and ask God to forgive us. That we might be blessed to go forth in this nation. This nation was established for God when when their forefathers came. In the 1600s, the first ship that landed, they put a cross on the beach and said this land is God is for God to do God's work to send the gospel from this land to send the gospel throughout the world it's got to happen it's got to happen it's got to continue to happen amen amen Ephesians chapter 2 let's get back up to Ephesians chapter 2 a moment oh you're going to get out here early Glory to God. Somebody said hallelujah out there. I heard your voice. We'll have some music first before we do that. Ephesians chapter 2. Didn't we just say that we're new creatures in Christ Jesus? We are to walk by faith. And it's impossible to please him without faith. Okay. Ephesians chapter 2. By faith now, verse 10, for we are his workmanship, 
created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. You have good works before you. You have a bright future before you. You've got to follow the plan. That means you've got to speak the plan. Know the plan. What's the plan? Find out in reading God's word. Find out who you are in Christ Jesus and walk in that ability. Devils tremble or should tremble when we walk by. Amen. We are, again, his workmanship created in Jesus Christ unto good works. Jesus never made anything bad. You're top of the litter. litter. (laughs) You're above and not beneath. You're a conqueror and not a slave. You're not defeated. Glory to God. Daniel chapter uh, chapter 11. Some of you know where I'm going. These are all familiar scriptures. We've seen them before. Daniel chapter 11. This is what we were created for. To good works. Amen. Amen. Looking at verse 32. You can say this applies today. And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall be corrupted by flatteries. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. There's things for you to do. Above and beyond your thoughts, visions, and dreams. It's not just little. He says exploits. When something is exploited, when they made the Louisiana Purchase in our country, they explored that area. They went, that was a vast thing. They made exploits in that, that area. We are to do the same thing. Find out something in God's Word that tells you you can do it. Exploit it. Go out there and do it. You'll be victorious. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Philippians, going back to the Old, New Testament. I know you like going back and around. Some of you are lucky. You don't have to turn pages. Mm-hmm. Oop, too far. Philippians. Chapter 4. We walk by, we walk by, and not by, okay, we're walking by faith. Verse 13, Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How are you walking? And by whose whose strength? Hey, God's arm's not shortened. What he declares comes to pass. Let's go. Amen. Find, out what, find out your walking order or marching orders. 
glory to God. And we can't be in rebellion on this either. When we're called to do something, we need to follow through on it. When a soldier's given a duty, they, they follow through on it. You are in God's army. Amen. I don't want you going AWOL. <laughs> or saying that I'm, you know, I'm a cook, I'm staying in the back. <laughs> the cooks went out forward too. Second Corinthians. And we're closing in. Second Corinthians. In Second Corinthians chapter four. We walk by faith, not by sight. Second Corinthians chapter four, looking at verse thirteen. We have the same spirit of faith. And according to John, and the little Johns, that faith overcomes the world. Yes, we have the same spirit of faith according, that, according as it is written. I believe, therefore I have spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak. We therefore speak. You need to speak God's word. It's got to come out. And then put action to it. Let's go to the book of John now. John chapter 8. This is a reward. This is a reward that you get. Are you ready? Amen. You have to jump for joy in this one. I've given you all the word so far. And of course, you're going to check it out according to Acts 17, 11. You're going to, you're going to check it out. I mean, okay. This is, this is a reward. Verse 32, Acts, uh, pardon me, John 8, 32. And ye shall know the truth. And the truth shall make, will make you free. Yes. Glory to God. Amen. You are free Amen. to do the things that God has called you to do. There's no hindrance. And there's no ball and chain there. You can go out there and do it. Well, you don't know the situation I'm in. You walk by faith. Amen. You call those things that be not as though they were. You curse the enemy that is trying to hold you back. Amen. Don't agree with that. Don't agree. <laughs> Verse 36 goes on and says, If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free Indeed, glory to God, hallelujah. Amen. You're free. Amen. We need to declare, Jesus is Lord in my life. Amen. Jesus is Lord over the United States of America. Amen. Don't agree with, with the news, 
What do you, you hear? Well, if you listen to the news, don't agree with it. It's all negative. It's lo- they found out to be false lies, made up things. We've just read that we are free. We, we should declare it. Now, what was the price that our forefathers had? It was a high price. They died. Many of them died. We need to die to self in order to accomplish what God's called us to do. When we let self rule us, you're letting the devil rule us. Because... Our self doesn't want to go along with it unless your self has been renewed, transformed by the Word of God. Amen. Your Independence Day was the day you became a child of God. So I don't know how many of you have written that down, the day that you got, were born again, but that's what it is. Now, if uh, Heather is ready back there, there is the... Oh, she does? I also want them during the healing line to play Good, Good Father. Okay. Yeah, which one? Are you playing the uh, CD or the cassette? Okay. Uh, after you play the first song, this, which is number three, I want you to play number, four, uh, number six after that one. Pay attention to both these songs. We praise you. We just give you thanks. We thank you, Lord, for this country, Father God, to which we live in. We ask, Father God, and thank you, Lord, that uh, you're turning things around, Father God, once again, that we will come back to the statutes that our forefathers sought to bring to this country. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. Now as we go our separate ways, Father God, I thank you, Lord, that we are blessed. And I thank you, Lord, that our 4th of July, Father God, will be one that will be enjoyable, Father God, and that we can share the blessings with others. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Greet one another.